Now, as the children are heading out, I want to, uh, I want to read to you the words of Philippians 4, 4 through 8. And they are worth marking in your Bible for frequent use. Uh, I know that I return to them regularly, um, or to memorization. Uh, but this is uh, how the NIV renders it. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again to you, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by Prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. This is the word of the Lord. Remembering to give thanks to God for his faithfulness helps us to trust him in the future. Remembering to thank him for his faithfulness helps us to trust him for the future. It's easy to get caught up in our troubles. And it's easy to think negative thoughts. It's easy to remember the bad. No doubt many of us have had struggles this past year. Um, we're going to have some testimonies this morning, and um, one of the, uh, the couples that was going to give testimony are sick this morning. And so we don't always live in times that are just happy and go lucky and everything's just wonderful. Sometimes uh, things are difficult. But this passage in Philippians reminds us that, um, that we don't need to live in a place of anxiety or fear, a place of difficulty, remembering the bad, a place that leads to bitterness. Uh, we can live in a place of joy even amongst, amongst life's difficulties. And one of the best ways to do that is to give thanks and to cultivate a thankful spirit. And so I encourage you, today we're going to do that by having testimonies. We're going to have uh, four testimonies coming up here, and, and some folks are going to come up and share God's goodness in 2019. But I want to encourage you, as you're listening to them, to also be thinking about the good things God's done for you in 2019, because there is nothing better. It's like balm to the soul, uh, B-A-L-M, uh, for us to, receive, to give thanks to God. It actually cultivates a life of joy. So with that, I'm going to invite uh, Jane Benish to, uh, to start us out with a testimony, and, uh, and I'll come back up after that. Well, good morning again. Um, I, my name is Jane, and I get the honor today to testify to God's goodness and faithfulness. So about three years ago, just after the new year, I entered into a long season of loss and grief. No one died, but grief and loss can come in many forms. Through the next several months, I lost a core group of friends, those I had community with, those I served the Lord with. I lost people I laughed with, prayed with, people who watched my children grow up people I had a shared history with. I lost people, more importantly, 
I lost these people that had, spoke, had spoken God's truth into my life. In the middle of this time, um, our daughter left to study abroad, something we were very excited for her to do, but she was the first to leave home. So anyone who has experienced that knows what that heartache feels like. And I missed her so much, it physically hurt. Add to this a change in my workplace so that now my job was strange and unfamiliar. Basically a whole bunch of change. I had a hard shell around me and it just seemed a lot easier to withdraw. And I knew I was doing just that. Frankly, it was just too hard to start over. But <laughs> we serve a relational God. He wants to be in relationship with us, and he does not want us to be alone. We cannot isolate ourselves. We need others to encourage us in our Christian walk. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 tells us to encourage one another and build one another up. Hebrews 10.25 tells us not to neglect meeting together, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day draw near. And finally, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12 says this, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. So how is this a testimony to God's goodness? Well, God brought me here to LifeSpring. When we first arrived here, I was broken, and I just needed a place to heal. But I got so much more than that. I got restoration. I found people I could serve with and people I could serve I found people to open God's word with and study with. I found people to pray with and sing with. I reconnected with people I had a history with. I found people to begin to create a history with, and while they may not get to see my children grow up, I get to see their children grow up. I found community. God provides exceedingly abundantly and I am so thankful. Thank you. I think uh, Carol and Tom Ricks are next. Good morning. My name is Carol. As 2019 comes to a close, it hasn't been without its challenges. But God is in charge, and I am so thankful that he is. One of my challenges is Parkinson's disease, including its side effects. To list a few, the tremors, tiredness, lack of motivation, frustration, 
anger, anxiety, and depression. I no longer have the ability to even write my own name. Although I have all these challenges, I reflect back and I realize 2019 was a time of growth in my faith. I know that the Lord Jesus is in me. My cross to bear is small with his help. We all suffer in some way, and I have learned that I do not have to look far to see someone that is suffering more than me. I have always had a desire to be in control of every situation and wanting nothing but a life of joy and peace. As the Parkinson's progresses, I lose more control of my life every day. I have come to recognize the one that is in control. In answer to my prayers, he replied to me the great word, surrender. In 2019, the Lord worked in me what I believe are miracles. I had two surgeries in 2019. The first one was early in the year and a surgery that I had had before. And even though I knew what to expect, I was worried and anxious and had to have medication to calm me. Later in the year, an unexpected problem occurred, one that I had no experience with or expectations of. I had the surgery and I was not anxious or fearful. And there was no need for medication to calm me. This change cannot be of myself, only by the grace of God through his son, Jesus. In the Gospel of Matthew, it says, to not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough of its own. In other words, do not waste today worrying about tomorrow. I pray to be and do what God put me on this earth for, by him guarding my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. I have a, say, a saying at home um, above my fireplace um, that says, every day has a possibility of being a miracle. I pray that for all of you. Life spring, you are my family. I love you all, and I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. I cannot end without thanking God for my husband, a man of God 
who truly understands the meaning of through sickness and health until death do us part. He puts me first at all times, and he follows me wherever I go. <laughs> Have a blessed 2020. Thank you. And Jessica? It is not fair to go third after I've cried through the first two. <laughs> I have to talk. I'm Jessica Jabink. Um, my story is not one of pinnacles and rock bottoms, um, but just the ability to reflect God's glory in the small things that he's done in my life. Um, and this year has been one of finding God in the hard places. Um, I recently heard a an analogy that your faith is kind of like GPS. If you're driving along and your GPS is quiet, that means you're on the right path. You're going where you're supposed to go. Now, if you take a wrong turn, your GPS is going to get your attention and tell you to get back on the right path. Sometimes you're like out in the middle of nowhere and you're like, okay, GPS, is this really where I'm supposed to be? But then you end up at the right place. And that's, that's trust and that's faith. A lot with our faith, sometimes when God is quiet, we can be assured that we're on the right path and we're doing what he wants us to do. But if he wants a change in our life, that's when God gets our attention. And in March of 2018, we, God got our attention. Um, the economy had taken a downturn internationally, and that affected Jason's job drastically, providing very little income for us. In that same month, um, my mom had a mass on her liver, and we were considering that it was cancer, and our family was grappled with that, and then our parents shared, my parents shared that they were considering divorce, which shook our family to the core, and then the last week in March, our landlord called and said that he had lost his job and was selling our home, and we'd have to move as soon as possible. Through all of that, even though we were totally shaken, we just felt this pull of peace that God was wanting us to pursue peace. We didn't know what that would look like, but we just knew with every decision we made, God wanted us to find peace. We were devastated by all that we thought we were losing. Our friends and our neighborhood, because we knew we had to move. Our awesome school that we loved, teachers and the staff and our kids just loved. Our community. Um, my photography studio was in our house, and so I knew that my photography business, which I loved and was a huge part of my life, would take a huge hit, and I would lose a lot of clients and part of my business. And in our house that we loved sharing and opening, and um, we knew it wasn't ours for forever, but we loved that house. Through all of it, we had the strong faith that God's plan was better. No matter what happened, God's plan was better than our plan so as we listened to our GPS, um, God clearly showed us in so many ways, like little ways, big ways, that we were supposed to move to Lake Geneva. It was undeniable that that was his plan where we were supposed to be. So uh, three weeks later, we moved to Lake Geneva, and downsizing to a smaller house brought so much peace. We purged. We got rid of stuff we didn't need that was just taking up emotional and physical energy, and it brought our family so close together to be in a small space, our kids share a room, which initially was devastating to them, but 
we've seen them grow and our family just grow closer together by this, this change that we didn't even know that we needed. We didn't leave our friends. In fact, we were blessed by our friends. So many of you in this room who loved us and supported us and spoke truth into us um, and were there for us through all of these changes. So we were able to receive that gift of friendship that we would not have been able to receive had we not gone through this. And we've made really good new friends there who we are able to speak truth into, who we are, have begun witnessing to and have begun becoming a part of their life. The school that we chose for our kids is perfect for them. We love Spring Grove, but this little tiny school, Amelia has a class of eight, which is what she needs. Some of our kids struggle in school with different things, and this school is exactly what they need, and we're seeing them flourish in ways they've never flourished before. The community, we chose a close town because we did not want to leave Life Spring. This is our community. This is our family. Um, and so to see those bonds strengthen even more has been a real gift. My photography studio and business did downsize, but it allowed me to focus on my true passion as God, God has laid on my heart to open my own counseling practice, which, Lord willing, opens in two weeks. And that's been my dream since I was in high school, and now to see that come to reality. If I would have kept my photography business strong, strong and thriving, I would not have had time or emotional space to follow my dreams, and I just feel like God's really laid that on my heart to become a Christian counselor and offer that to our community. So when I realized that when I let go of the things that I hold dear, God provides something greater. As a side note, my parents, my mom did not have liver cancer. It was just a benign mass, but that experience healed their marriage, brought them back together, and their marriage is stronger now than it has been in over 50 years because they went through that together. So I like to say I've never become stronger, wiser, or a better person from a good time. You never leave a good time being like, man, I'm better for that. The hard times are what, what make us better people. Um, through all this, we clung to Romans 5.3. Rejoice in the suffering. Suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. And character produces hope. And God uses those experiences that have been an impact in my life to impact someone else's life. Now when I have the next hard time, I can reflect back on that hope that God provided through those hard times. And for those hard times, I'm really thankful. Next up is Landon. Man, do testimonies get me fired up. Wow. I tell you, man, I can go run a marathon. Um, so I have a little bit of a confession. Um, I didn't prepare anything. There was an email sent out. Make sure you prepare for it. And here's why. I think uh, earlier this year, my first date with Kelsey, um, I shared my testimony. Um, she had to sit there for like three hours as I shared my testimony. It was a little long. And then a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Pastor Kevin and Asha over, and uh, I shared just a portion of my testimony, which uh, took about 45 minutes. Um, and Pastor Cabot very lovingly said, let's condense that down a little bit. Um, so I've been clawing for about 10 minutes, but I may only um, have five minutes. So I'm going to try and do my best to share a bit of my testimony in five minutes. So um, in the fall of 2018, um, actually right um, around Thanksgiving, I went on a solo hike trip to the Pecos Wilderness. 
And um, through that time, um, almost lost my life. I had to be airlifted out by a uh, Black Hawk, Hawk uh, helicopter. Um, and shortly thereafter, I decided to um, go on another trip. And this time, I'm like, oh, I'll be smarter. I'll take my uncle with me. So um, in January of 2019, uh, my uncle and I decided to go on a fishing trip to Flambeau Flowage. Um, so I, I don't know how many of you are familiar with Flambeau Flowage. Um, it's up north in Wisconsin near the UP. Um, really cold, um, lots of good fishing. I love fishing. I'm always talking about fishing. Um, so my uncle and I go up, drive our truck out onto the ice. Um, after talking to some locals, they're like, there's plenty of ice out there. Um, and so we're going out there. We're catching just small uh, northern pike, nothing, nothing crazy. We're targeting walleye. So we decide to move. And in the process of moving from one location to the next while we're driving our truck on the ice, um, there's a section of the flowage that the water always stays moving. So the ice went from about 20 inches thick to about two in maybe 10 feet. And as we're driving, our truck just stops and starts to drop down. So here we are, my uncle and I, out in the middle of nowhere. We're probably um, three, four miles from the launch, and the launch is 15 miles from the nearest town. Um, very little reception. Um, I fished the flowage many times, and yeah, there's not a lot of reception up there, but um, our truck drops down, um, and you could, all four wheels just drop down. So. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the movies where water's coming up over the windows um, as somebody's drowning in their truck. That's virtually what happened. Um, my uncle immediately rolled down the window. Um, my window was stuck. My window wouldn't go down. The uh, power had shorted. Um, as the water was coming up, um, I tried the window one more time before I was going to take my knife and attempt to break the window to swim out. Um, and... Only by God's grace, the window went down. The, the entire truck was submerged in water. Um, the electric was shorting, but the window went down. Um, as we climbed out, the truck got sucked underneath, um, and our, we could feel our legs pulling um, down with the suction of the truck. And the only way we were able to get out is we latched our arms on top of the truck and pulled each other on top. Um, so we were stranded on top of the truck, um, for about 45 minutes and um, below zero temperatures. Um, it was a cold endeavor. We were getting very cold. Um, thankfully, we had enough reception to call 911. Um, there were some locals on the lake. This is a, a funny um, part of the story. There were some locals on the lake that were listening to the dispatch of 911. So um, this guy and his two sons come flying out in their snowmobiles and park right next to shore. <laughs> And my uncle and I are standing on our truck. We're soaking wet. All of our stuff is floating around. We're surrounded by water and sub-zero temperatures. Um, thankfully, we're still alive. And we're all in one piece. But we're cold. And he thinks the truck is still going down. So he's running out there and frantically shouting, get to safety, swim, swim, run. <laughs> we're like, no, we're going to stay here. Uh, the water's cold. And um, so he's trying to get to us. And he keeps going in trying to get to us with his pole. Um, and he can't get to us. So then there's a guy in a bodysuit that comes out um, later with 911, and he swims out to us, and he um, brings a stretcher, and they pull us to safety. Um, so fast forward a little bit. Um, my second vehicle, which was my truck, um, all my fishing equipment, 
and a lot of my stuff that we had had in the truck all went down, all lost. Um, all told, told, it was about 16 grand um, in loss um, with the tow bill included. And um, for the first time in my life, I didn't have fishing, I didn't have soccer. I was at home on a weekend with absolutely nothing. Um, all my stuff gone, my truck gone. And over the series of a few months during that time, um, slowly I learned the hard way, so slowly God was taking little pieces um, and teaching me through, through um, those moments. I was addicted to pornography for, for many, many years. Um, and God brought a brother in my life that spoke truth into my life, and I got in the word, and only by God's grace, um, I'm still fighting the good fight now. And um, through that time, I had... Um, a big problem with um, buying things, um, materialism. So did I need a second vehicle? No, but I bought a truck anyway. Um, did I need all that stuff in a truck? No, but hey, it, my phone's right next to me. Amazon's really easy, one click away, boom, I'm gonna buy something else. All that stuff went down in the truck with the truck. I had nothing. And it was at that moment in January of earlier of this year that I had a decision. I could either decide to follow God or decide to get bitter and walk away and run away. Um, in my whole life, um, learning the hard way um, was just something that came a part of the territory. And God put it on my heart that through every single one of those times that I was learning the hard way, he was there and his love surrounds me. And the only reason I made it off that mountain, the only reason that I made it out of that truck the only reason I'm still standing here today is because of him. It's because he surrounded me with his love through all of those times. Um, and thankfully, as a result, I'm standing here with a beautiful wife. I would never have met Kelsey if it wasn't for that truck. And I love sharing my testimony as a result because, yes, it's tragic that the truck went down. Yes, it's tragic that it was 16 grand. But God is greater. God is stronger. And it's amazing, and I love sharing the testimony because it's all about him. And I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. So um, I try to condense that down. And hopefully, did, I didn't. She, my wife is timing me, so I think I'm. <laughs> am I less than five? Okay, I'm good. Um, so I try to condense that down into a small version. I am. Um, I was able to journal about my mountain experience, so I am putting it into a book um, and writing a book about it. But um, uh, through all of these testimonies, I think we can all say that God surrounds us with His love, like a net. He never leaves us. Never forsakes us always has us. And that's something to always remember and be able to look back on and share and what a joy it is. So, I think Pastor Gavin. I think Landon's going to start a business taking people on uh, different trips. Anybody want to go with him? I don't, I don't. <laughs> bring a wetsuit, bring a... All right. Well, thank you for those who shared. We're, we're grateful for you. And, and uh, you know, uh, one of the interesting things is uh, this idea of, of loss and difficulty and struggle and somehow God speaking into that situation. And as the uh, one passage we had read here today was First uh, Peter, um, where he starts out saying, Now for a little while you may have suffered grief in all kinds of trials. And, uh, and I think that, you know, that, that can very much be the case. You know, we... We suffer grief in all kinds of trials, and there, there are different trials. You know, maybe none of you will go under the ice with a pickup truck, um, 
or maybe none of you will have Parkinson's or any, you know, any of the specific things here, but we'll all you know, suffer loss and difficulty in, in various ways. And, uh, and God's speaking into that situation. And, and here's the promise in First Peter. In his great mercy, God has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish spoil or fade, this inheritance is kept in heaven for you. So those who are in Christ have an inheritance waiting for them in heaven. And we look forward to what will uh, take place. It says, through faith, they're shielded by God's power until the coming salvation is ready to be revealed in the last time. So the idea is this, there's a brokenness to the world. There's a brokenness to ourselves. Things don't go right, and, and there are uh, all sorts of difficulties that we experience, and some of them oftentimes uh, are of our own making. We end up in a certain place because of actions we did in the past, and then some of them are not of our own making. But either way, um, we need God to speak into our situation, both for what is taking place today, for our current situation uh, to be better, and also for what is to come, because we know this life is limited. Uh, we oftentimes think that we own our home, and we own our clothes, and we own all these different things, but really everything's sort of on lease, because we have a limited amount of time, and the things that we own have a limited lifespan, and, and so there's just really, there are, there are limits to what takes place here, and there's loss in the midst of all that. But in the midst of those limits and loss, there's a promise that for those who are in Christ Jesus, there is inheritance in heaven that will never spoil or perish or fade, which includes a new body, a new life, uh, renewed relationships that don't have problems with them, a relationship with God that's, that's beautiful. And the way it all works is that Christ died for everything that went wrong. He died for our sins. He died for a broken world. And all of that was laid upon him. And Jesus didn't stay dead but he burst forth from the grave, and he's seated at the right hand of God. And that's how we get that inheritance that can never perish or fade. Now, if, if you have a relationship with Jesus, then you have that future hope, and you also have that hope when things go wrong now. Uh, so it, it's really a, something that speaks into this imperfect life, and it's a promise of the perfect life to come. And if you don't, you, you may not have received this. You may have even heard these words before, but, uh, but have not received Christ as your Savior. I encourage you um, today to put your faith in Jesus because this world is going to fade away. Our lives are going to fade away. You might right, right now even be in difficulty that you can't resolve. Um, but Jesus is the answer to anxiety, worry, loss, all those things. We know that we have hope through Christ. And so in just a little bit, I'm going to pray, and, and you can pray along with me to receive Christ as your Savior, um, if that's something you want to do, or may, perhaps to renew your faith in Christ. Um, and then also, I want to you know, uh, offer you at the end of service, we have some folks that will come up here and pray, so um, we have that for you. And then there's a card in the front seat in front of you that has, if you want to put your prayer request there and you don't want to come forward, uh, or if you'd like more information about LifeSpring, you can do that. But this is not magic. This is about the heart. And if God is speaking to your heart and telling you to 
give yourself to him, I just encourage you to do that and perhaps follow up by getting baptized and, and, uh, and learning who God is, uh, the study of theology. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give us some time here to pray, and then uh, we'll be following that up with the Lord's Supper and then a little bit, uh, some time, if you want to uh, come forward and have somebody pray for you. So please bow your heads with me. Father, we thank you for uh, the testimonies that we've heard today, testimonies of your goodness, testimonies of people who are trusting you through life's ups and downs, uh, knowing that uh, Jesus is the answer to everything. God, I pray uh, right now, I, I know that there may be some here that are have been thinking that, uh, that perhaps they'd like to give their life to you, uh, that they need you to take control and, uh, and, and to um, just really answer their specific circumstances. Uh, and so now, uh, just offering uh, all of us a chance to pray along with me. Um, Father, uh, I know that I've sinned that I've done things that are wrong, that I have failed to do things that are right and that I should have done. Um, and I know that I can't control my life circumstances. I can't control um, as much as I think I can. But I ask forgiveness for my sin. And I ask Jesus to take over and control my life, my heart. That... Um, that I would follow you, that my feet would be on your path, that you would direct my steps, and that I would trust you in all things. Uh, Father, I, I just really pray that Jesus would be my king, and that all the negative self-talk, all the things that uh, I believe that are untrue would fade away, and be, would be replaced with the great joy and peace of Jesus Christ. Uh, God, we thank you that we can trust you. In the name of Jesus, amen.